Take me into the basketball game. Take me in with the crowd. Buy me some craft beer and nacho snacks. I don't care if I ever get back for its root. Root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, tech fouls, you're out at the old basketball game. Welcome to episode 49 of Wolves Cast, the show that would never start at 6 p.m. on a weekday. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm still a little angry about that. Still a little salty. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. You know, it's just like some of us have jobs, all right, that go up until 5. And especially if you're trying to commute from St. Paul to, you know, downtown Minneapolis by public transportation and you get there and like, oh, it's all going so slow because the Twins game just got out, that home opener just got out, and you're trying to walk through the streets, but all the sidewalks are full with like slow moving Twins walkers, just like stumbling drunkenly out of the game. And Unbelievable. Can't get into the arena in time. Oh my gosh. I, I was losing my cool by the time I got in there. Sorry I had to go through that, Scott. Yes, the Wolves started a, started their makeup game. Earlier than normal. Why would you start it on Monday? It's a weekday, yo. It's not a Saturday. Well, you know the answer. Because the NBA is greedy and they don't care about people. They don't care about their fans. Why were there no games on that day planned? Baseball's back, baby. National woo, championship woo, woo. game. National oh. championship NCAA game. I they didn't. Was, they I thought that was out of respect to baseball. They don't want to compete with the national championship basketball game. That's, That's why stupid. they started I think the NBA should be openly antagonistic towards the NCAA. Oh, be like, I like We're that. not going to give you I any like of that. our players because we got the D League now. <laughs> and no one's going to be a one and done when they can go to the D League. What are you going to do about you guys? We're and way up here with the NBA. We'll pay. A, I'll, we'll pay those teenagers. You know, they can get a job with the uh, the D League. Oh, you don't want to pay them? We will. Yeah. We're expanding our rosters. I, I would be as tr- I would set schedule the best <laughs> night of games the same night as the NCAA championship. Yeah. And just be like, screw you guys. Yeah, we're you going know? head to head. The NBA. Sorry, it's the better product. We're not friends. We're enemies. <laughs> I definitely didn't watch that, but I was at the Portland game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll talk about that and a bunch of other games uh, this week on the show. You know, with the cold open, I was thinking if they don't win, it's not a shame because mm. you're getting those lottery odds. You know, yeah, these days, these days, there's, there's, uh, you Minnesota know, state lottery. You can cheer for a win. You can cheer for a loss. They're, I you, tend to cheer for wins way. and then not feel bad about losses. It's kind of the best of both worlds, you know? <laughs> or if you get a cool game, like some of them we got this week, then you can feel good and revel in the good feelings of watching your team perform well. And when you lose, you can just be like, well, whatever. <laughs> lottery balls. Whatever balls. You need to get those lows. Whatever. Lottery tickets, scratch-offs. Uh, appreciate you guys being with us today, listening to the show. We are going to talk about the games that happened this week, um, and then we're going to get into some free agent targets that the Wolves uh, might look at uh, this offseason. Yeah, we're already looking targets at the offseason. Targets for the Target Center. <laughs> That's right. We also have a uh, sponsor, Fan Fiction, Weekly Wolfies, and a game. Ooh. All that, lots, lots more um, on the show. Scott, let's first talk about a new merch item that we have. Ooh, that's what? right, that's what? right. We do have a. What are you? We do. We do uh, have a new merch item. We're coming. We're coming. That's right. It's a KG themed merch item. We started you off with the Tom Thibodeau mullet pin, and uh, we do have another pin on deck for you. They finally arrived. They arrived in the mail today. From England, where we order these things from, and uh, we have a new pin. It's the KG for MVP pin. Don't be so mean, KG. That's right, KG. I don't know if you guys remember this, but about uh, ten years ago, 15, uh, fifteen years ago now, during the 0203 season, the Timberwolves had a promotional item that was a Minnesota license plate, but instead of like numbers on it, it read KG for MVP. We have replicated it in pin form. We have them here in the studio in our hot little hands right now. They are for sale. At, uh, it's a, it's a, you hear that? You hear that? That's the pin right there. They're at wolvescast.com uh, right Minnesota now. Minnesota really hasn't updated their, their license plates <laughs> no, in many years. No, they're very much the same. Very similar. I wonder if this vanity plate's already taken. I'm sure it is. Yeah, oh. someone's got it. Someone's got the KG for MVP uh, plate rolling around in their car. But, yeah, we have this new pin. It's an enamel pin. Beautiful thing. Um, they are for sale um, at our website, wolvescast.com. And if you enter in promo code BIGTICKET at checkout, 
uh, you will get free shipping. And yeah, we'll send it to your house. So go over there, check it out. End of the season, new merch item for ya. All right, I want to give a shout to all my trivia people. I announced at Trivia this week. Uh, if you're a regular listener, and you know that I host Trivia at Darby, 6 p.m. every Tuesday when there's not a home Twins game during oh, the yeah. summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I give out a podcast point where if you draw a basketball up by your team name, you get an extra point. Yeah, it's for those of you who are in the know. You listen to this show, you go to Darby's, you want to prove it, you get some extra points. And we have several teams that do it every week, but I figured it's time to change it up. Make all sure right, they just didn't right. listen once and are now coasting <laughs> on it, you know? I'm going to change yeah. up the shape. The new thing is you have to draw a wolf. Oh, right? okay. It doesn't have to be a good-looking wolf. Yeah. Maybe you're not a great artist, but just draw a wolf. You can draw. You can name. draw the Timberwolves logo. You can draw their new logo after it's announced. Uh, maybe it's a profile of a howling at the moon uh, wolf. Any kind of wolf will do, right? Yep. Uh, like I said earlier, Virginia wolf, perhaps. There you so, go. <laughs> draw a wolf up by your team, then you'll get an extra point. Come out to Darby's, say hey. Beautiful. Go to Darby's, go to Trivia, get some extra points, because you're a podcast listener, and we love you for it. All right. Um, well, cool. let's to get into the show. It seems like a lot of games happened let's this week. Let's get some games. Last week, as we recorded, the Wolves uh, won a game against the L.A. Lakers uh, last Thursday. That was uh, that was uh, that was a game that happened. Uh, the revenge game for the <laughs> for the Lakers beating us in L.A. Uh, I felt like the Lakers week. once they saw that uh, they beat us, yeah. they were like. <laughs> Oh man, we got to shut down more guys. Brandon Ingram, you're done Hurry. for the season. <laughs> Hurry, we need more. Nick, Nick Young, you're done. Like, uh, yeah. so they came back with a much weaker team. And are like, okay, please don't don't beat us this time. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're they're tanking hard. They're 0 for 13 in their last. Uh, wow. 13 yeah. games, I was looking up the stats, and the Brooklyn Nets have won their previous three. Yeah. So uh, the Brooklyn might lose that number one pick, and the Lakers might be able to swoop in and take it because they're not going to win another game this season. Oh, uh, yeah. L.A. losing hard. I saw they actually beat the Spurs the other night. Uh, they, so they, they did get one in the win column. So they're, I think they're tied with the Suns right now. they got to lose as many as they can. Their pick is on the line. But uh, they did lose this game. Ricky killed it again. He is very good against the Lakers. Doesn't even have to be in Staples. Ricky had a career-high 33 points in this game. Was incredible. One of my threes. This, this is like maybe a top three game of the season for me, just in terms of like <laughs> so watching Ricky just go unleashed. Like his previous high in a game was like, I forget, it was like 20-something. Yeah, 28 so, or something, yeah. Oh, man. Just watching Ricky make everything play with confidence, it was the most fun. Um, you know, just, oh, my God. I'm so Great. happy for Ricky. Yeah. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Mm, Ricky was hitting threes, making shots. Wonderful, wonderful game for Ricky. And Jim Peterson, I felt like he was almost in tears. He was so, he was getting emotional talking about how he's always so happy for Ricky. And he's like, I'm the most happy guy for Ricky because he's around him. I'm number two, Jim. I'm number two. Uh, You know, he's been my favorite player since he's come into the league. Change change his face. Be happy. Enjoy. Um, And so I love it. And, you know, I don't want to be morbid or anything, but I think it's just a fact of life that something anything could happen this summer. And so if these are the final games of Ricky Rubio, it's a good reason to watch every single one of these games down yeah. the stretch. Yeah, totally. I think I've literally watched every single professional game he's played in. I've been yeah. watching every game for like yeah. since he came into the league. So it's uh, it's tough if that's the end of an era. I hope it's not. Yeah, enjoy these enjoy these words. games just in case you guys. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Sacramento Kings came to town. Uh, we in, were there, and uh, we were in attendance, uh, enjoying. Uh, well, we enjoyed the first quarter. <laughs> Wolves got to a big, big lead. Uh, yeah, we had a seventeen point game, seventeen point lead in uh, the first quarter. Yeah, most like of ten that, turnovers. Yeah, Sacramento nine turnovers in the first quarter. <laughs> so that that was mostly why it's the tough Wolves because were Sacramento's bench is better than their starters. So in the first quarter, we're playing against like. All these rookies and stuff, and then their bench comes oh, yeah. in with all these vets, and they're like, <laughs> just you know, really destroys. I mean, it didn't help our bench didn't give us much. Yeah, uh, in, in the second quarter, that proved to be a monumental swing. But we Ooh. never even came back. We never really even sniffed at competitiveness for the rest of this game. Yeah, they played pretty bad in the final three quarters. The Wolves gave up 105 points in three quarters. So that is that's not that's... what you want right there. This was definitely the April Fool's game that we all deserved. It was tough to watch. It was fun being there. Um, I was in the upper deck for the first quarter because I got those free tickets for the uh, Portland for the Portland yeah. makeup game, and it was like a party up there in the sense that it was like it was like a daycare or a playground <laughs> or something. Like I was sitting on a seat by the aisle, 
And I had to watch so much of the game on the Jumbotron because kids were running up and down the aisle nonstop. It was like they weren't caring about the game. Up, up, upstairs, there's so much more livelihood. And then the yeah. concourse downstairs where everyone is like, All the oh, families. Yeah, it, it's really wild. Kids are like playing tag and cutting in, in between like lines when you're waiting in line for a drink or something. They're like dashing in between you and stuff. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is a different world up here. Um, so down with our bourgeoisie sensibilities down the you know yeah. lower level, like us snobs are watching uh, the game. I snuck down and uh, <laughs> with, sat with us, yeah, and uh, got pretty close actually, and uh, got to watch the terrible basketball from up close. That's right, uh, Sacramento had sixty-two bench points. Uh, so yeah, like you said, their bench point, their bench really just beat us down, and and the Wolves just had a really hard second half. Didn't didn't really show up in that second half, and uh, now the Wolves have made it to ten losses uh when they're up 15 points that's that due to uh thanks to Do- doogie wolfson for that one so yeah that's 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 no! pretty bad right there that's yeah up 15 at one gets. point and then go ahead and lose sky the kings they can't tank they're, they're, they traded demarcus cousins they dummies. need to get the lowest pick possible uh they lose it i think if it's too high i don't think they're in any danger of that but nah, they'll keep their own pick and then they also get the pelicans pick which will yeah. be a lottery as well so yeah the lottery picks that that boogie trade is looking a little better it's still bad but it's still looking a little better now yeah they'll them. probably have like number three and number seven or something or excuse me 13 and seven something like that i hope we pick one spot ahead of them though and then i can yeah. point to this game i'm gonna be like you idiots <laughs> you dummies you had to beat us at target center on lost april it. fool's day well, you're the fool because we got the better pick so i will be going on a tirade about that on twitter at wolfscast you can follow us around the time of the draft lottery there you go uh, say, i told you so kings dave yeager thanks your fault buddy healed monday night uh portland came to town for that rematch that aforementioned rematch it was the only game the only nba game of the night uh as as we talked about, they're supposed to be off for the NCAA tournament. I missed a lot of the first quarter because oh, the I'm NBA so decided to start it like oh. an hour early and right after the Twins game. <sighs> had to record it, even though I went there so I could watch the game later, see the first quarter and what I missed. I watched this game on replay last night. It was a fun game. What a fun game. <laughs> once, you got, a fun once you got in the building, you were good, though. Right? Oh, my gosh. What a, what a terrific game. Shouts to Matt Pollum, who took your ticket for the yeah, night. Yeah. We were there. It was tight uh, the whole way. We let like, some little kids sit in our seats. We were really? sitting next to the <laughs> okay. seats we were supposed to have because the dad just had two little girls in the seats, yeah. and they were going wild about every Timberwolves point. It was really Aww. cute. Yeah. And then they you know, left and probably jumped into some other seats because they were gone for the rest of the game. But <laughs> we are sitting around a bunch of Portland fans, too, that came around. Wow. Just like tons of Portland fans. And it got a little competitive because some of them, it was like a big friend group, kind of. And you could tell that like some of them were Tim Rolls fans and from around, they're all probably from around here, but some were diehard Portland fans and stuff. And so, like, when one would make a basket, be like, Yeah, take that. And then the other team would be like, Oh, gotcha. Oh, you right within the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I see, I see, so, I it was a lot of fun being in that kind of competitive energy. I definitely, uh, you know, rubbed it in a little bit when we beat them. <laughs> when I'd be like, Hey, we're all going to be watching the playoffs together, baby. We'll be oh. watching the Nuggets and the Warriors first round. Because we just beat you. We beat ya. Yeah. Um, this team is very different without that monster Yusuf Nurkic yeah, screening all of our point guards. Is huh? he out for the season? Uh, he's out for the season. He might be able to come back for the playoffs. I'm okay. Not sure. Yeah. So, uh, what playoffs? You if just they lost make to it. a sucker. If they make it, that's they make gonna it. be the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, we play Portland uh, as we record this uh, tonight uh, on Thursday. Um, you know, so we get get to see them again. Maybe we'll get to ruin their playoff chances again. It's crazy to see like the competitive fire that we had, like. We really wanted to win this game, and we played like we, you know, we played with a pride of like, like the home late court. In the game. And or late in the it was season. just like something that you don't didn't see at all with the Kings game. Like hmm. you know, yeah, it's just like strange. weird. Some games they have that fire, and some games they don't. But this was one where they had that fire. Cat was just destroying the Blazers in the paint. I mean, without Nurkic, they were pretty small because they traded Plumlee to get Nurkic. Yeah. And so Cat just went crazy in the paint. They were playing like a Minu at center and stuff. <laughs> it's one of the very rare times, like I say, it's almost impossible to win in the NBA when the other team makes more three-pointers than you attempt. Yikes. And we made, we attempted like 11. I think we were like 4 of 11 or something. And the Blazers were like 14 for like you know 25 or something. They're great, but... Just couldn't do the points in the paint differential. The Wolves, uh, they hung on. They won by one point, and now the Wolves have strangely won 10 consecutive one-point games. So if, they, if it's a one-point game, the Wolves have won 10 in a row. Um, that ties some sort of record, I think. Unless so. it's a 15-point lead. and then <laughs> It's very strange. It's that stat paired with uh, uh, 10 losses went up 15 points. Like You put those two stats together, and it... It's so confusing. It's like, what am I looking at here? How can these both be true? How can we eke out close games but blow games when we're up by 15? It's just, I don't know. It's very strange. It's very strange. It's driving me crazy. 
Um, this was a really fun game to be at because it's one of those games where in the last ten, two minutes nobody's sitting down. No, everyone's just standing yeah. through the timeouts and stuff because you're just like, I can't sit down. Everyone on these plays is so huge. I cannot believe Damian Lillard missed that shot. It's just primed to t- rip our hearts out. Dribbling the ball down, dribbling the clock out, ready to take that end of the game. Got a good beater. look. Got a good look. I, I felt Step like back. I felt like this man right here. Defense. No, it's Rudy Gay. No, 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 not this guy. Not this guy. No! Oh my God. No. No. That's a fan who just saw Rudy Gay for the Memphis Grizzlies. He had a buzzer beater. Yeah, it was like five years ago. Yeah, he was in the crowd. Rudy Gay got the ball and he knew not this guy, not Rudy Gay. That's how I felt with Damon. I was like, not this guy, not him. Like, I was being a buttheaded. I was just being like, Matt, I was like, this game's over. This game's over. Yeah. Dame Lillard, this is what they do. Clutch Dame. This McCullum, is Dame Dollar. You know, McCullum or Lillard's going to hit this. This is, you know, like questionably maybe one of the most clutch players, like maybe the most clutch player in the NBA. Super fatalistic. M- missed that shot. Roll reverse jinx, maybe. I don't know. I actually thought Dame was going to get it. I can't believe he missed that shot. You can find that. We'll put that full clip in the YouTube, uh, or excuse me, in the show notes. It's, it's really Gem. good. It's really good. It's like a it's a guy who's sitting like really close, like shooting the whole thing on his phone, and it's it's a really funny game winner, and he's terrified the whole time. Uh, cool, Scott. Anything else about the game on Monday? Uh, no. All right, let's talk it's Golden State Warriors. The Wolves. Oh, I should have gotten my final record. I think I'm like yeah? twelve and three on oh, the season when I'm oh, that game. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's so pretty good. The Kings added that That's three. A good number. Oh, That's a good Kings. number. Yeah, no, I, I should go to more games. Yeah. Rolls. You should I agree. More games. Uh, Golden uh, Wolves immediately fly out after the Portland win. Um, play a back-to-back game Tuesday night um, in Oakland at Golden State, and they get pounded yeah. one twenty-one to one hundred seven. That was a beatdown. Oof. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors look like they're ready to win a title right now. I don't know. I don't know what you saw, but I think this team is. <laughs> Is ready to go. Even Durant should be back this weekend, but wow, they look great. <laughs> yep. Uh, sometimes you just get them in a uh, world-crushing mode. You know, you hope you're going to catch them in a game like when we beat them this year, where they're missing shots and a play, in, you know, not on a strain like normal. But then sometimes they're just got the Mario invincibility star going the entire time. <laughs> I think and the, the Wolves playing well though. I mean, the Wolves beat them about this time last Shabazz year. They beat them, them once well. here. Yeah, Shabazz I mean, loves playing against their this team. energy. Jumps up. I mean, I think that's just how it is with any contender team. You play them better. You get amped up for those games. Though the Wolves played most of this game well, but they just could not hang in the second half with this stuff. They hung in there in the first half by getting six and ones. That was very strange. All the and ones. Most they make their three pointers their way. We make our three pointers our way. You know, <laughs> teach their own free throws. Yeah, that's what we need. Uh, yeah. So so that's what made them hang around in the first half. Uh, but in the second half, yikes, it was what Jim Pete kept call, aptly calling an avalanche. I love when he says that. He's like, cool, avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an avalanche uh, from Golden State. They are the best team in the league. They're going to finish with the best record in the league for the third straight year. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I think yeah. they just eclipsed the Bulls record for the best winning, re- uh, most wins, most wins yeah. in a three-year stretch ever. That is super. I when I heard that stat, I was like, "Whoa, what?" I didn't even realize. But you know what? Well, I guess they can't hand check players nowadays, so yeah, it's a totally it's different. different thing. It's, it's totally different. different. Yeah, and they played every game, and, and then in the Bulls era, they played all eighty-two. So, and you know what? With the Bulls, they were going to casinos and gambling every <laughs> night. So it's even more impressive when you consider how many yeah. like sleepless nights or you know hung over Jordan games there were in that season. So. It's its, own, it's its own accomplishment. Scott, you don't like the cameras at Oracle? They're terrible, man. It looks there's weird. Couple, there's a couple of arenas like this where they just don't get the white balance ever correct. What that is is a camera term where when you have a camera, you want to make sure all the colors look right. So yeah. you zoom in on a piece of white paper, white shirt, anything that represents white, and you reset your camera's like values so that that white means true white. white. It's yeah. true white. True so white. It gives a baseline for all the other colors to go off of come on oracle it just felt like our jerseys like tinted yellow or something and yeah you know there's like like i said there's like two or three arenas every year that do it and oracle is always one of them bucks used to be bad they got better why don't you oracle i know you're gonna move (laughs) out do you see what draymond green said about oakland raiders leaving no he was like oakland raiders fans you shouldn't even go to those games. Like you shouldn't be a fan of that team anymore. They left you, and then someone's <laughs> like, uh, "Draymond, the Warriors are leaving Oakland in two years for San Francisco." So, <laughs> sort of the maybe. same. Not really though. They're yeah, moving know. across town. <laughs> I mean, to San Francisco. I mean, yeah. Oakland's changing states. It's different. It's different. 
All right, uh, that's the week that the Wolves had. Got uh, five games remaining, and we'll talk about those next week, y'all. Ricky, getting tricky. <laughs> Ricky right. had a fun week. He, yeah. Don had well. a good week. Yeah. I was. I mean, some of that is some of the lineups we came across. You know, Portland obviously has uh, Dame and McCollum to chase around, and yes. I thought, man, watching Chris Dunn play defense on those guys was a ton of fun. And then he also had a really good game against the Lakers, because the Lakers are rolling out like three or four guard lineups, you know, right now. And they're tank of Palooza that it's just they're running all guard lineups, and so allowed us to have Ricky and Tyus and Dunn playing together. And yeah, Dunn was just doing work. He's looking really good down the stretch. He's finishing out his first season uh, a little bit stronger than he started it. Obviously, gives him so. a little momentum going yeah, in the like offseason, a little bit yeah. of confidence. I like it. I've been enjoying watching him a whole lot. All right, the offseason's coming fast. Uh, last week we talked about uh, some uh, draft ease, some players the Wolves might look at as far as who they might draft in their range um, in the, this year's uh, NBA draft. But now we're going to turn our attention to some free agency targets. Um, That's where the that Wolves, money is. The Wolves might uh, try to get to. Scott, you have you have some prepared things here about uh, how much money the Wolves might have. Uh, I got some facts. Yeah, Statistics are fun. So right now, for next season, we have $73.5 million committed to our payroll. Cool. It's a lot of money in me and you terms, Neil. <laughs> but we're actually got the ninth most salary cap going okay. into this off season. Ninth highest yeah. payroll. Yeah, and everyone, you know, between like probably like fifteen and like three is kind of like within, you know, ten million dollars of each other. But except Philly, they have thirty five million committed for next year. That's crazy. It's so low. Yeah. It's so low they have the most. It's they're insane. Bo- they're below the floor. Golden State's at like number four because they don't have uh Durant or Curry on the books for next season yet. How much money do we have to work with next season? Um, well, the salary cap is not set in stone yet, but it's projected to be at 102. Okay. So that gives us roughly $30 million nice. in salary cap room. Nice. That's quite a bit. And we can sign players. Now would be a good season to sign them because the cap hit from Wiggins and Levine's new contracts will not happen until October. They'll do that last. You know, They'll sign that last. And so yeah. And then they get paid the that money the following season. So when they, when Wiggins signs his extension this year, he'll get that money next year. Um, Wiggins and maybe Levine. We'll see. We'll see what they give to Either them. Either way, they're going to get bigger contracts. Okay. And we it, this is a good opportunity this summer to use our cap space and get some players signed to the books before our contract extensions for our young guys start to eat up more of our space. Okay, so we each picked three players we'd like to see the Wolves go after in free agency this summer. I have three. Scott has three. We're going to talk about all six of them right now. Let's start with J.J. Redick. This is someone a little higher up, obviously, on the list of free agents, uh, you know, as far as, you know, how good they are. What what possible guys could the Wolves get? This is maybe the last year the Wolves can make a big dent in free agency. You know, they have some money to play with here. They can go after somebody. To me, J.J. Redick is, is maybe one of the higher echelon players that they could get. Um, he's going to be 32 um, this season, so he's a little bit on the old end, but I think that's what the Wolves need to go for. They need to go some, for some more vet dudes. Um, I'm not sure what kind of deal he'd be looking for, but I'm hoping maybe something like three years, 50 million, something like that. He made 8 million in the last four years. Yeah, the cap has gone up. Guys like with his skill set get paid a lot of money, but he's also a little bit older. We're going to have to overpay anybody. To that's here. right, yeah. We haven't proven it yet, and yeah. we're not a contending team yet, and so... Like I always, it's the Minnesota tax. You got to pay a little bit more to get those guys to come up here. Yeah. So, but well, depending on how the Clippers postseason goes, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll want to change the scenery. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm projecting here. So maybe he'd want to come play for Tibbs and play for an up and comer where he can be a vet. And uh, you know, I don't know if he'd start or come off the bench, but. I would like to see J.J. Redick in a Wolves uniform next year. We just need shooting in every position. Let's keep the shooting going. Like that. There's none better than J.J. Redick. He'd be a good role model, good coach for our guys. Yep. But I don't like it, Neil. Oh. It's already too crowded of a market for the Timberwolves podcasting scene. And J.J. Redick is one of the best podcasters he would, around. You're right. He would start a local show about his team, and then he would take away our listeners. Right. We w- there would be the end of Wolves cast if wow, J.J. Redick you're right. came here. J.J. Redick has a show on the Yahoo uh, Vertical Network, I believe. And Unless you're going to replace me, and it's going to be the Neil and J.J. Redick well, show. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. I, I wouldn't dream of it, but he's, I don't know, he's a good-looking guy. He can uh, maybe That's persuade right. me with some, oh, hey, man, I'll teach you how to shoot the ball. He's a, Give me some skills. He's a better shooter than me. You know, he's taller than me. Good point. He's better at pickup basketball. So, good point. Let's not sign him. Uh, Scott, who's your first player that you think we should sign uh, this summer? I'm also going to start with someone who's going to command a little bit of money. Okay. Um, And I was thinking about this the other day. Theoretically, knowing that Tom Thibodeau is a guy who's going to play nine men tops, why would we spend any money making sure the 10 through 15 spots on our bench have like 
passable veterans? Why don't yeah. we just fill the 10 through 15 spots with the bare minimum salary guys because Thibodeau never plays them anyways. Yeah, guys like Jordan Hill. So you should shell out a little bit more for guys who are going to be in rotation. I yeah, think. yeah. And who I'm thinking about, Neil, is, uh, you know, he's got a player option, so who knows if he'll take that or to return to his team or become a free agent. I think he'll become a free agent. I recommend everybody. Defense? No, it's Rudy Gay! No! No! No, not this guy! Oh, it is this guy. Oh, it You're is You're saying this guy. it is this guy. Let's get Rudy Gay on over here. <laughs> I want somebody who can start at the three, pushing Wiggins down to where he's more natural at that shooting guard. I heard Wiggins post game after the Portland game, and he was saying, "Yeah, you know, guards like us or something." Where he he's a guard in his head, thinks of himself as a guard, right? And I think he's better at the guard spot. So put Wiggins in the two, have Rudy Gay play the three, and then Rudy can you know switch over to that stretch four position on small lineups. Controversial, pi- controversial pick here, Scott. Lots you know, of Wolves fans are afraid of the Rudy Gay trade. I feel like he's been in the rumors for a long time. The Wolves are going to trade for Rudy Gay. But, uh, you know, you're saying you, you want him on the team. Yeah, I think Rudy Gay or someone of his type, maybe like Daniil Gallinari, would be worth paying that much money out. Gallo's got more passing skills, probably a little bit better on defense. Mm-hmm. Gets along Euro-wise with Ricky. Uh, but I like those two guys because what I'm looking for is somebody who can guard and switch with the forward spots mm-hmm. and let Wiggins be a shooting guard and be a stretch four, you know, and uh, for our small lineups with Towns at the five. Nice. All right. Rudy Gay. Possibly. Yeah. He's going he's going somewhere different this year, probably uh, moving on from Sacramento. He's been out for a while, I think. Um, but yes, Rudy Gay. We'll see where he is uh, next yeah, season. He's been injured all year, so I don't know yeah. if he's going to take his player option or not. Yeah, so. we'll see. But uh, Gallo has had relative health, so he probably will opt out of his player option and go after him, the rooster. All right, my next player is Patrick Patterson, a.k.a. 2Pat, one of my favorite nicknames in the league for sure. Pat-Pat. 2Pat, um, uh, right now, uh, Toronto Raptor. Um, he uh, um, started a few games when they needed him to um, this year. He is, uh, you know, he's like a 3-4. That's the other kind of thing we're, we're going to need. We need shooting, in my opinion. We need shooting, and we need um, combo forwards, guys who can guard the perimeter as well as bang inside a little bit. And to me, he's just a really good all-around player who can shoot it and defend a little bit. And um, he's 28 years old, and I don't know, I'm thinking maybe like a four-year four, four year deal, $52 million, something like that. Again, all these guys are going to get paid. They're going to be big numbers. The Wolves are going to have to overpay for someone to come here. Right. Again, for him to leave Toronto, which is a perennial playoff team, and you know they're, they're, they've been very good for the last bunch of years. So it might be hard to pry him away from the, from the Raptors, but... Um, he's just the a type of player. Him. Yeah, they won't pay him like. Yeah, they're they're get. locked up. I mean, they got to resign Lowry this year. They got to make a decision on Ibaka. Yeah, know? they got lots of other you know things that'll take precedent over two pats. So maybe we can swoop in first, right on July first or whatever the day is, and and uh, get in there for a player like him. I, I just like what he brings. I think he can maybe be a better even even a better starter. He can maybe even start. I don't know. He's he's like a borderline starter, so maybe he could start and play alongside cats and, and move, maybe move Gorgie um, to the bench but we'll see I, I just like his game a lot and I, I wish he was a Timberwolves player so we'll see uh, he'd be a good stretch for him that's something I'm definitely looking for so I also considered two pat all right Neil my next category of free agent I'm looking for is sweet and simple it's get somebody who's bigger than Cole and, and slightly better because sometimes we run into centers who are just stronger than Gorgie and Cat because they're just big muscly huge guys and we don't have an answer for that so maybe not cost too much money, but I have uh, my eyes on Aaron Baines. Ooh, used to be a spur. It's been on with the Pistons for a few years, and the Pistons have kind of a log jam at their center they don't power use him. forward spot. They don't yeah. use him, so we could e- easily get him away. I don't think he's going to want to opt into that player option for next year. Mm. And I, I just want a big body who can. Whenever we get someone who's too strong for Townsend Gorgie comes off the bench and hits him. Nice. Yeah, we need we need some big guys. We need some size as well. That'd be nice. I mean, Jordan Hill hasn't come off the bench at all. Cole Aldridge, like Jordan said, Hill's I mean, too small, though, is what I'm talking about. We need someone who is like, even Cole gets out-muscled sometimes. So we just need someone who's kind of like that peck role of like, don't run into me, okay? Just massive dude. Yeah, Nurkic <laughs> is a perfect example. Yeah. Someone just huge. Lots of people wish they would have traded for Nurkic. I want like the heaviest guy who's on the free agency market. <laughs> yeah. I, I want him just to sit on our bench and come in for like the dozen games or so where yeah. we can't out-muscle the opposing center. All right, my last guy is Ursan Ilyasova. Ooh, uh, I also was looking at him. Ursan has uh, he's played for three teams this year. He's been bouncing around the league. Um, he's been in the league for about six or seven years now. Six ten stretch power forward. You're sensing a theme here. That's right. More power forward. Stretch four. We want shootings, <laughs> or not yeah. shootings, but shooting shooters. shooters. Yeah. 
Um, he um, he leads the league in charges taken. I found out. So wow, not him only, and Gorgi. Not yeah, Gorgi. Him and Gorgi both up there. What not, a backcourt. Not only does he shoot the ball, he's getting down in defensive stance and taking charges. I like to see that. His nickname is the Turkish Thunder. So I mean, that's another reason just to sign him. Just right there, just Turkish Thunder. Okay, I want that guy. I like Eliasov as a player. The only thing I can't understand is why can't he stay on a team? Like is yeah, he is he a jerk? That's true. Is, is he like not What's a good locker room buddy? Maybe he just like doesn't shower. He Hopefully, smells, it's you know? just that he has an expiring deal. I mean, just, he's being passed around because he comes off their books. He's gonna. End <laughs> he's up, playing for Atlanta. Right he's now. gonna end up at one point being like the guy in the league who's like, yeah, he's played for fifteen teams. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, Get an Illisovia shirtsy. Flotsam spots. All right, I like him though. And then finally, my last pick. Uh, I had to go between getting like a defensive like power forward or mm. a lockdown wing defender, and I decided I'm gonna get that lockdown wing defender. I'm going to start with Tabo Cephalosha, unrestricted free agent. Just a guy who can guard the other team's best player. I like that. So Wiggins is more free to spend time on offense. And, you know, the kind of guy who I don't want Wiggins guarding Kevin Durant and Paul George every night because they're bigger than Wiggins. And he's just at a like physical disadvantage right now at this point in his career. You need so, a specialty player like him to come in on D sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And Tabo's good. He's a vet. He's smart. He uh, can shoot. So he's a good look. Uh, I was thinking back up like the – the backup version of this would be maybe Andre Roberson. Obviously, he can't shoot, and he's more of a project. And so I, that's why I tipped over to Tabo. Thabo was because uh, he's got you know all the veteran presence that we need in our life. I mean, we yeah, that's that that's it right there. I mean, all these guys are sensing another theme. It's just vets, just guys who have been like Tabo's been in the league for like ten years. All these guys have been around, even like five, six year guys, whatever. I want a guy who's been in the league ten years. Like, give me these guys. That's what you need. We need a little veteran presence in our locker room. Even if they're not, not known, rush. even if they're not known as defenders and stuff, I think they'll be able to step into Thibodeau's system a little bit better and and pick it up quicker, that kind of thing. So let's get some vets, um, Scott. Very quickly, let's run through some of our other honorable mentions. Who oh, else, sure. just real quick, would be on your list for guys to maybe look at well, for the I was summer? Looking at guys maybe like Taj Gibson or Amir Johnson, people who can you know be defensive uh, fours but also shoot a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, I also had P.J. Tucker, I think. Ooh, uh, he was on my list, too. Yeah, Tucker would be someone that would be wonderful. That's a good roto player. That's um, a guy who can come in and guard that three for Wiggins and give Wiggins some time at the two, but you know, he's a little more offensive. And then also maybe uh, Sean Liv- Livingston uh, from the Warriors, who is mm. up this season. they got to re-sign Kevin Durant. So maybe I think Livingston and Iguodala are two p- mm. players who might be looking for a new team. So maybe we could see him on the team. Uh, great shooter. Again, need shooting. I love me some Iggy. Let's get him in here. Okay, uh, time to pay the bills. Oh, time to time to sell out, everybody. <laughs> time to sell some things. You it's... thought we were doing this because we love the Timberwolves, but we're really doing this for the money. We didn't get paid. We want to do this for you guys because it's all about the money for us. Scott, why don't you tell us about uh, today's sponsor on the show? Yes, that's right, Neil. We have a brand new sponsor this week, and they couldn't have picked a better week to be on our podcast. It's very relevant. Sitting courtside is the dream of every NBA fan. Don't let it become your nightmare for you and your loved ones by seeing a game without courtside insurance. Yes, that's right. The NBA is faster and more exciting than ever. These players are like speeding bullets hurling through the air right towards you and your family. Damian Lillard took out an entire roll of old money this week, and he's one of the NBA's smallest stars. This had been Andre Drummond. Glenn Taylor might not be alive today. Glenn Taylor is the chairman of the NBA Board of Governors, but when an NBA player is barreling towards you, you might just find yourself no longer sitting in your chair, man. Protect yourself from the risk by signing up for courtside insurance. In addition to taking care of bodily harm, it will also protect you and reimburse you if an errant pass knocks over your beer or your popcorn. It's no thing, but they'll reimburse you. That's Courtside Insurance, everybody. Next time you sit close, make sure you give us a call. Courtside Insurance, because let's be honest, your reflexes suck. We want to thank Courtside Insurance for sponsoring today's episode of Wolf's Cast. Thank you very much, you guys. Check them out next time you're sitting courtside. And thank you for remembering to edit out my mistakes later. Oh, yes. I won't miss it. I would never miss it. Up next... I love this song. I love this song. Time to read some fan fiction. What if KG ran an ice cream shop? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What does Wiggins get when he hits the co-op? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Rubio got lost in the zoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Glenn Taylor got a sick tattoo? It's 
fan fiction, freaking fan fiction. You know what, Neil? Yeah. What? Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe you've heard of it. Making lots of money. Yeah. Started out as Twilight fan fiction. Oh, I didn't know it. So maybe one day this will become a multi-million-dollar <laughs> film franchise. Nice. Yes, indeed. Fan fiction right here, Wolf's Cast style. Today's topic: Tom Thibodeau. What I did on my summer vacation. We're talking about what's going to happen this summer. What we're going to draft. What kind of free agents we're going to get. So this is going to flash forward to the future. This is Tom Thibodeau reporting on what he did this summer, this upcoming summer. All right, I'll get us started here. Time to read. This is I'm going to read this in the in the first person. That's okay. You know oh, what I mean? It's almost so It's almost like a diary, sure. you know, like what I did here here's, you know, here's me recollecting my summer. All right, it goes like this. Also, I'm not going to read it in the Tom Thibodeau voice. Oh, I will. You can uh, I just uh, you know, Want to save your vocal cords <laughs> because you're a professional musician. I get it, okay? Need those, I'm just going to read it as me. sweet babies for cuckoo. But imagine this is Tom Thibodeau. Here it goes. I can't believe it's already September 1st. Seems like the NBA season wrapped up just yesterday. They say time flies when you're having fun, and they are correct. It was a fun summer, but now it's over. I still shudder when I think about ending an NBA season in mid-April. Such a foreign feeling to me. How did we fail? I thought for sure we had the talent and drive to make the playoffs. The pain of missing the postseason is what motivated me all summer long. First, there was the draft lottery. Did I have a hand in the Timberwolves somehow landing the number two pick in the draft? Maybe. Let's just say that I know Commissioner Silver has a soft spot for Italian sports cars. After picking Josh Jackson second overall in the draft, I turned my attention to free agency. We had high hopes that Chris Paul would consider signing with us. But until the day he sat in front of Scott Layden and I and signed on the dotted line, I couldn't believe that it was actually happening. I wish I could take credit for the signings that would follow, but actually it was a domino effect that started with CP3. Serge Ibaka and Andre Iguodala are going to look great in Timberwolves jerseys. The offseason couldn't have been going better. Star players, draft luck, and a re-energized fan base. I decided to take some time away. You know, some Tom time. Alaska probably isn't most people's idea of a fun summer vacation, but I had never been, so I just went for it. Packed my bags and headed off to Anchorage. It's a beautiful city in a beautiful state. While I was there, I wanted to learn more about dog sled racing. It's huge in Alaska. I went on a ride-along trip and was instantly hooked. Everything about it was intoxicating to me. The competition, the wind in your face, the frostbitten toes, and of course, the smell of a wet dog. After one day on the trail, I knew I couldn't go back to my old life. Despite the summer roster moves that would certainly boost the Timberwolves into the upper half of the Western Conference, all I could think about was the failure of not making the postseason the year prior. Yep, I had found a new path to follow, and that path is now led by 16 Malmute sled dogs. I'm currently training for March's Iditarod. I plan to devote the rest of my life to this calling, and excitedly await the day when I am remembered not for what I did on the basketball court, but instead for turning my life around and again becoming the champion of the ice. The end. Very good, Neil. I enjoyed that. Got to work in the ice somehow. Ice, ice, <laughs> baby. Wow. I mean, I'm excited about our new roster. Chris Paul will be fun. Yeah, we got a dope team, but we no longer have no, coach no longer now. have a coach. So Sam I don't know. Mitchell, where are you? Sam Mitchell, come Smitch, on back. Scott you. Layden, come down from the office. That's right. Put on the tie. <laughs> Let's go. Kevin McHale, come back. All right, that was my fan fiction for Tom Thibodeau's summer. Took a real Scott, twist at the end there. I can't wait to hear yours. Let me get my voice. I'll grab. <laughs> He's gonna be screaming. <laughs> All right, how I spent my summer vacation by Tommy T. This summer. I did many fun and exciting things. After every season, I make sure I take a vacation to refresh myself. Watching game tape and designing plays in Aruba or Jamaica really greases my gears for the year ahead. It's so relaxing. I find giving back to my community really rejuvenates me. So every summer I coach basketball for elementary school kids at my local YMCA. Those kids are almost as big as crybabies as the Clippers. The best highlight of every summer is watching all the big blockbuster movies at the cinema. I love the special effects and the feeling that I get from watching film alone in a dark room. And the popcorn, of course. But to be completely honest, my favorite part of the summer is when it's over and I get all these slackers back into the gym and run them silly. Ice! 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 
that's my story. All the popcorn. He does love the popcorn. <laughs> well, you can't go to the movies and not get popcorn. That's just my opinion. We found out he's a movie buff. Oh, he's yeah. a matinee movie guy. He, there's a who was it? Jeff Van Gundy. Who was yeah, that? Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of coaches who are secret movie buffs who just like to take the time off, go see a matinee showing. You know, yeah, when they're on it. the road. I can see that. He's gonna he's gonna get all the movies in this summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's you know summertime. It's time to go to the movies. Also, I love the idea of Thibodeau on the beach, like glasses, shorts. You know, a little drink, and he's just got the iPad with the plays right. right. He's, he's, just he's got, watching video. He's just watching them all. Beautiful beach in front of him. Got women walking by. No, he's he's focused. He is outside. But yeah. He's focused on the iPad. Yeah, I, I still see him like wearing a tracksuit, just sitting on the beach. <laughs> yeah, just sitting like his butt in the sand, you know, on the tracksuit, <laughs> looking at plays. Well, you need you need to change the scenery sometimes, but he's still got to do what you know makes him feel good. Yeah, so I also like the idea that he, he can't stop coaching. In the no. off time, he has to coach IMCA kids. <laughs> I, I bet he is. Uh, let us know what you think uh, Tom Thibodeau would get up to this summer, you guys. Tweet at us at Wolvescast. Uh, it'd be fun to see what you what you guys think. Um, yeah, moving on from, from fan fiction, it's time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Wolfie's time award season is here on this show. It's every it's every show. Every every show is award season show here on Wolf's Cast. We're giving out Wolfies. Some of the awards are good. Sometimes they're bad though. Sometimes you don't want to win these, like the Razzies or something. That's know? right. That's right. I get the feeling that that's what yours is today, Scott. I'm gonna, you, I'm is gonna, that what you have? I'm gonna be a little mean. Don't be so mean, KG. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to. <laughs> it doesn't give mean. me joy to be this mean. I always felt like Shaq. And Shaq in a fool yep. it was unfairly picking on JaVal McGee. I mean, to yeah. To the point where even if he didn't do anything, they would dig up an old clip or something. They'd find a way They'd find to a way to still him. make fun of him. JaVel McGee. Like, it's a lot of Shaq's jokes where they're not funny for anyone but him anymore. But because he thinks it's funny, he just goes harder on the, like, the not funny punchline. It's like only funny because it's reoccurring. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Because he won't drop it. I've always been on JaVale's side where it's like, leave the man alone. You know, he doesn't deserve this. Yeah. No longer, Neil. Uh oh. No longer. Uh I am now officially on the Shame JaVale McGee bandwagon after that crap he pulled with Gorgie. Mm, Yeah. What a loser. First, he he gives a hard foul against Gorgie and doesn't get caught. Gorgie comes up, gives him just a tiny push. You know, Gorgie pushed him. Tiny push, though. Which is a lot for Gorgie. Which is a lot for Gorgie. And Val comes with a two-handed chest shove. And he was acting all tough and big. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was so angry. G9. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I can't. What a loser. What an idiot. I'm now fully on the board. The whole JaVale McGee is a dumb idiot. Look at Let's laugh at the clown. <laughs> what a dumb clown. I mean, he can't do anything right. He's the laughing stock of the NBA. He'll only be remembered for his mistakes. He's never even got any real basketball talent. What a loser. Pierre, you are the worst. And you're getting my weekly Wolfie. Pierre. I like that. That's, that's like Instagram handle. No, that's, uh, it's that's his, that's his, his like, alter ego where yeah. he has a mustache. He's Good an one. idiot, you guys. Good one. I used to think he had a bad rap, but you know what? He's actually just dumb. Yeah. JaVale McGee, right there. Weekly Wolfie. What a numbskull. What a doorknob. Gosh. Okay. Uh, weekly Wolfie for me. Uh, I'm going to give it to some Japanese folks. Woo. That's right. Um, so this is someone that I've been following on Twitter. Um, and this is a this is a, a, a Timberwolves fan who lives in Japan. Um, Mitsu. Mitsu is um, this person's name, uh, Mitsuzaki, um, Mitsuzaki Ono, um, probably butchering that name. Um, but um, and you went to Japan this year. I went to Japan. Year. I love me some Japan. And this is somebody that has been coming over from Japan to watch Timberwolves games every season um, for a while now. I guess uh, this is someone who kind of grew up in Minnesota. Um, who says his father, uh, someone did, uh, Lindsay Young uh, for Timberwolves.com did a story about uh, Mitsuzaki uh, a few years ago. And um, it kind of tells a story about, you know, this this um, person whose father worked at IBM in Rochester. And uh, he, so he went to junior high in Rochester, Mitsu did, and uh, fell in love with the Timberwolves um, um, when they started back in 1989, way back in the day, and was a fan ever since. Now he lives in Japan. And these days, not only does he come over from Japan to watch the Timberwolves, 
he brings like a huge group of people with him. Oh, wow. So he's preaching the word. He's out there in Japan showing love to the Timberwolves, bringing people over to the games. He posts great pictures. They, they were at the Mall of America this week, big group. They were all around Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, they, they hung out after the game. I think they were um, here for the last couple games this week. They get to like meet Ricky afterwards. Ricky signed a bunch of autographs, took pictures with them. So I think it's really cool that they, they do that. And I think they're, you know, they're helping make the Timberwolves the official NBA team of all of Japan. That's that's, that. that's my dream love right that there. Idea. I think that's what's up. <laughs> hey, uh, I love this. It takes a very weird kind of person to be a Timberwolves fan at this point. We've <laughs> yes. talked before about how I don't know if I'm going to like it when we get good again because then everyone will be fans. Right now, I know if you're a Timberwolves fan, there's something wrong about you in a way that I like. You're, you're my yeah. kind of people. <laughs> and so for him to be that far away and not be like, it must be way harder to watch Timberwolves games overseas than watching like a Cavs game or something that's on yeah. ESPN. So it requires such dedication. And uh, those are my favorite kind of Timberwolves fans. Shout out to me too. You get the weekly Wolfie this week. They'll fly you back in when we get that championship. Eventually. Oh, yeah. That's what the Royals did with their overseas fans. Oh, yeah. All right, Neil. Well, this has been a good week. Uh, by the next time we have a podcast together, there will be an entirely new Timberwolves logo. Ooh. Whole new brand identity, <sighs> yes, everybody. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Keeping our fingers crossed. You know I don't like the colors, but you know what? Colors are easy to change. The logo sticks for a long time. So yeah. hoping we have a good-looking logo. I'm excited. It's probably the number one thing. No, never mind. Kendrick Lamar's album tomorrow is the thing I'm looking forward to the most. But then after that, the logo. No, then Joey Badass. Then the logo. There we go. That's going to be a good week. So I have four questions for you, Neil, about Timberwolves logo history, if you will. All right. Game time. We're doing it. Question number one. These are all from the media guide, everybody. I love that media guide. The Timberwolves held a Name That Team contest that drew only (laughs) 6,000 entries from across the state, featuring 1,200 different proposed nicknames. The wow. two most common submissions, Timberwolves and another one, were deemed finalists in the 842 city councils in Minnesota were asked to submit their vote. So every city council had a vote in Minnesota. Really weird stuff. Timberwolves was selected by a two-to-one margin. Neil, what was the second place name? Ooh, I think I've read this, and this is my guess. I think it's going to be the Polars. Okay. Good job, Neil. <laughs> wow. There we go. Nailed it. The Polars. The Polars. Okay. Polars. Amy Polars. Oh, she could have been our courtside fan. <laughs> she you know? could have been. Oh, man. I like, I like, t- well, I don't know. Polars is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, next question. Similar to the naming contest, the Timberwolves held a public contest to select the team's first logo. After receiving over 2,600 submissions, some coming from as far away as Alaska, where Tom Thibodeau is now racing sled dogs, and Norway, a team settled on a design submitted by Mark Thompson from Austin, Minnesota. Shouts to Jerry Jacobs from Austin, Spam Museum. Next time you're in Austin, get me Skies of Arcadia for the GameCube from your house, please. Uh, Original team president Bob Stein described the winning submission as aggressive, but not sinister. (laughs) What is the nickname for that logo, Neil? That would be uh, Old Shep. S-H-E-P. I have no idea where that nickname came from. That's the name locked. of the wolf in the Shep. old logo. Shep. Old Shep. And, it, and we, we don't know if that's like a shepherd yeah. thing well, or you know, Shep. I spent time on the internet last night trying to find any explanation for it. Can't. Someday it, we'll know. something we made up? Please, let us know if you've heard Shep. Someday I, we'll know. There are some references to it. I have no <laughs> idea where we got that nickname, but yeah. I'm glad you knew it. All right, now two more. Amid a display of lasers and smoke at the Mall of America's main rotunda, the Wolves turned the page on the franchise's expansion days by unveiling the new look on May 18, 1996. Owner Glenn Taylor described the new logo designed by L.A.-based Mednick Design Group as, quote, a step towards being more competitive, more aggressive. The new design featured a metallic color scheme and a more ferocious, intimidating wolf. Neil, what do you remember about being at the Mall of America that day? <laughs> um, I remember, uh, this is the question? Yeah. Okay, uh, I remember um, players coming out and modeling the jerseys. I remember the unveil, like dropping down from the rotunda, um, from the rotunda like elevator, like in the huge like logo the being unveiled. Yeah. But that's all I remember. I remember players walking out. I don't remember who they were, um, but I do remember they had players the, they had modeling. Cheerleaders there too. Cheerleaders and players modeling the uniforms. Crunchers there with the new uniform as well. Did I get it right? Yeah, crazy that we were there. <laughs> we were there. We were there. Ninety six. Ninety six. Is that what you said? Ninety six. Yeah. May eighteenth. Ninety six. Beautiful. Uh, that was so fun. About twenty years ago, almost. Yeah. Almost twenty one now. All right, Neil. Final question. Designed with assistance from Adidas, the new version features, and this is the most recent logo makeover. 
The new version, the most recent one, features a white accent on the face of the wolf, along with a sleeker look for the tree line and text. Beginning with the 0809 season, the wolves also feature a new secondary logo depicting a wolf hollowing at the moon and a basketball in the background. It looks like the original wolves, which also featured a basketball background. Neil, what anniversary did the wolves commemorate with this logo? Uh, I want to say 25th. Oh, I was going for the four for four, but no, I'm three for four. What was it? The 25th was the last love season, Neil. <sighs> it was the 20th. 20th. Dang. Close. You and Robert signed the giant inflatable jersey at the State Fair. Oh, you know? that's right. They're giving out the t-shirts. Wow, 20th, you're Hopefully right. they'll be doing that. Hey, speaking of State Fair, Neil. Yeah? Something I didn't bring up during the Portland game. They were having a great sale. Ooh. You know with that new logo, they have to get rid of all the old logo merchandise. Do you mean the deal of the game? The deal of the game was, <laughs> there's two different ones. One, they give you coupons, coupons, Ooh. when you came in that were for $10 off when you spend $25 on Adidas gear. Pretty good. That's like everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the other deal, because also Nike's coming and got to get rid of all the Adidas yeah, gear. Yeah, swoosh. And then the other lo- thing was you could pair any t-shirt and any hat, and or two t-shirts, two hats, whatever. It's $10 each when you buy two of them. And I was going to buy one. But it was so claustrophobic in the pro shop after oh, the game. I bet. It was Crazy so hot. I was wearing my jacket. It yeah. was so packed nah. in there. And like nah. the line was like out the door. So I was like, you know what? It'd be cool to get some of these awesome hats for 10 bucks each. But nah. But the State Fair, that's where it's going to be the massive. This year's going to be nuts. I always go to the State Fair and buy like 50, 60 bucks of like Wolves gear. And that's usually like, you know, an Andre Karolinko jersey, a Shved, you know, authentic jersey. You get a couple T-shirts of the players who have left. You get a couple, you know, I'm all getting all this kinds of This year it's going to be everything. Wolves gear. I'm gonna. I'm this gonna year it's gonna be towns, Wiggins, everything. It's gonna everything must go because right. all that stuff is old gonna logo. be old. All the jerseys are gonna be old. So the all your favorite players, are be phenomenal. I think the last game of the season will also be a huge sale. Yeah. Uh, so getting I'm gonna have into to send that, you some money. Yeah. You're going, I'll pick I'm up what you need. Yeah. I'll get what you need. I'll be down. For That's that. gonna be a fun night. Bring bring you bring you a piggy bank to that one, you guys. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Um, wow. So we got a big week ahead of us. Five games before we talk to you. Five guys. games. And a brand new logo being introduced. It's going to be a busy, wow, it's gonna be a busy wow, one wow. next week. It's uh, our, uh, yeah, it's our last show um, of the season next week. <laughs> last show of the season? What does that mean, y'all? Are we taking the whole summer off? Uh, probably not. We'll, we'll have some more. We'll have some hot content coming to you this summer, but it'll be our last regularly scheduled Wolves cast of the season. Uh, we'll definitely next get week. you with like a lottery episode and you know yeah. draft episode. My name. Remember that. We'll have it all. We'll have it all Anytime for you. Something big comes up. We'll Jack Link's jerky. That's right. Oh, I'm one right. more. One more. It's my favorite one. Oh my god! You guys, make sure you check out our new KG4 MVP pin. It is in the store right now. Go grab it. Go get yours. You're going to want to wear it on your jacket this spring. What's that promo code? You know it's Big Ticket. Big Ticket is the promo code. Big Ticket. Use it for free shipping. That's right. Go get that. See you at Darby's on Tuesdays this summer. Remember to draw a wolf by your team name now, not a basketball. Not a basketball. If you draw a basketball, we're going to know you haven't been listening. No, you... We'll still like you because you you listened at one point, and but you, you haven't been current. Supporting Darby's. Yeah, you haven't been current. We need you no. to keep up with this. That's no. why we're changing it up. Can't have them stragglers. I understand, man. There's a lot of good podcasts out right now. All right. Um, that'll do it for us this week, everybody. We uh, Again, we'll have another show next week, and the season will be over, and we'll cry and, and, and everything. <laughs> Then we'll get no. We're good at we're good at ending the season. We know that the, you get hungry for that lottery. There's no one in this league who's yeah. been better at preparing the lottery than us. We've been in the lottery longer than any other team has been in the lottery. Let's get them lost. We're the lot of pros, Minnesota State Lottery professionals over here. Your Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next week for the final episode of the season. Thanks. Orgy, nice job of not fouling. Rubio hurries up the floor. Lillard goes into this front in row. The there goes Glenn Taylor. Owner of the Timberwolves says what? Gorgi Chang jumper rattles out. Man, most coaches better run over there and get Glenn off the floor.